Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Balanced Chaos podcast. Um, we had some exciting weeks and took a little time off, but we thought we'd come on for this holiday week, uh, this week before Christmas leading up, because we thought you might need a little a little love and guidance. Yeah, a little refreshers. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you for allowing us to have that time off. Um, we're going to come in, you know, this week for a little... I don't know, rebalance, reconnection, but then we're going to take another week off. So the week of New Year's, we will not have a new episode. Yes. So we'll be back in January, but not that very first moment of January. Um, Yeah. So, so welcome, welcome. And we're glad you're here today. And thank you for bearing with us with uh, some giving ourselves some space because, you know, that is important. And this time of year gets a little wild, which is what we're going to really talk about today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've listened to our holiday episode last year, this might be some reminders, but I think they're always needed and it's a good time to like sit back down, be intentional and remember your tools because I think a lot of heavy energy and emotions come up during the holidays. And that is when we're the most triggered and the most likely to revert back to old patterns that maybe we thought we've outgrown or that aren't serving us anymore. And we're like, Oh, I thought I healed this, but there's that trigger. And here I am, you know, (laughs) I'm a screamer again when I thought I had healed that, or, uh, you know, I get really mean and snappy to my parents or siblings when we're all together. And I thought that I had become more calm or Zen. Yeah. I do think the holidays are a, a great time to be kind of reminded of how far you've come and how quickly we can kind of turn that corner and go back if we're not careful, (laughs) because it is, it's a lot of together time, either with your own family and your children or going back home to extended family to maybe people that you intentionally don't see every day. (laughs) And now you're going to be like plopped down in a house with them for a week. Um, It can be a lot. I think there's a lot of polarity here. I think Mm -hmm. that it's a lot of together time for certain people and they're triggered by that. Mm -hmm. Or on the other hand, especially if your life's changed or you went through a divorce or, you know, maybe you're single and you realize like, okay, Ooh, holidays really amplify my loneliness. And all this time I'm spending alone with, and I don't have the community that I maybe wish I have or thought I had in the past. Yeah. So there's a real duality here of people who are either, triggered by too much time with others or triggered by too much alone time during a season that feels like we should have more connection. Yeah. And the other thing with the alone time is even if you do have um, family and friends around, a lot of times the loneliness can come from a loss. So it amplifies the losses that we've had, maybe people that were missing around the holiday times. And it does always seem like there is a lot of loss leading up to Christmas. And I think it's, energetically it's because it's this quieter time and we people can kind of relax and calm down and sometimes they leave this life around now and you're going to feel that more intensely because of all of this I mean you turn on the tv and everyone's singing and they're together and it's like it doesn't feel like it's quite right but just know that you're not alone if you're feeling lonely you're not alone right all energy at this time is amplified. So if it's loneliness, if it's togetherness, if it's frustration, or if it's joy, I mean, it is a magical time of year as well. So, you know, there is something to be said about that joy that lingers as well. Absolutely. And, um, I, I always think it's, it's fun to point out, you know, 
when you're a kid, there's a lot of excitement around the holidays and then you come into, you know, early adulthood. And even if you don't have kids yourself, usually there's children around of friends, kids or this at some point when you get older, but there's this kind of moment of life where that Christmas magic is gone and you just feel like you're going through the motions and it, it can feel like then it comes back and that's how life is, right? We like move through all these different waves of things feeling really joyful, things feeling kind of mundane and then more joy and then there's sadness. And so, yeah, there's just always, always different things happening. And I think the, it's very interesting that this last weekend was a full moon. So (laughs) we, we already have amplified energy from the holidays and then we had a full moon to really like pop it up even, um, a further notch? I don't know. Right. Well, a full moon then followed by a retrograde that is starting tomorrow, yeah. which is Monday when this releases. So yeah. this is starting today. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully this comes out. <laughs> yeah. Well, retrograde energy is meant to release. So what happens is everything slows down. Technology stops working as well. Um, we feel a lot of disconnects in our communication to others. You know, maybe you send a text that normally would have been received as a joke, but now somebody gets offended. There's just all like X's come out of nowhere. There's just all this energy of the past that comes up during a retrograde really to help you release more and test where you've grown. So yeah. that's the universe is very intentional about it. Um, but that with the amplified energy of the holidays, a lot of us are feeling a lot of things right now, yeah. especially if you're an empath. Um, when Kristen brought this up today, we were doing a group breath work thing and she was talking about the full moon and she was talking about what it can bring out. And I was like, Oh my God, at least I don't feel so crazy because <laughs> there's a reason I'm feeling this heavy. So if you want to talk about what is bringing out. So yes. Yeah. And I mean, I felt the same way. Like I was talking about how I was just a crazy person all week. And, um, I just, I really, I don't know. I have felt like my communication has been completely off. So maybe it's done before this started, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, but the full moon is, there's a lot of energy either around that you want to do like, this like creative energy, you want to like get things going, you want to clean out closets, you want to go shopping and buy things for others, you want to get together with friends. But then there's this, the the opposite side of it where you just want to retreat, right? Or you're like, I know that I have a lot to do, but I'm not going to do any of it. I'm going to curl up under the bed, under the covers, because it just all seems like too much, right? So you, you're going to feel one way or the other. And I know for me, like when we were talking about this during our breath work, I have felt both. Like I started cleaning out a room. The hallway in my house is, <laughs> I want to cry actually looking at it because now I'm in more of that retreat, <laughs> but I already started with that. Like, let's move stuff. Let's clear things out energy. So if you're moving through both, that's quite normal as well. And you might, one might be more amplified at one time than the other, but just know you are not crazy for cleaning out an entire room and then feeling like you want to sit on the couch and watch TV. That's totally normal. And I've been stuck in just the one where I don't even want to answer text messages or Instagram stuff. And I was saying my website went down this week. I don't even want to deal with it. I have a website person. I message them and I was like, but you know what? Absolutely no rush. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I physically can't. And I have, I felt so tired without reason, I guess. Like I'm not having this huge output of energy to where it makes sense. Yeah. But 
I think it's just the heaviness. And I mean, there is a little bit too. Like I lost my grandma this year and she loved Christmas. This is the first Christmas without her. So it does, it amplifies those heavy emotions. And I'm sure my heart chakra is like, what is going on? And since I choose to be avoidant right now, I'm not healing it. Right. So, <laughs> so if you're there, know that you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, I'm, I mean, it does. It just brings up stuff. I know every year my dad's been gone years now. And every time it's Christmas, I'm like, oh, and it's not like he was somebody who was super into Christmas, but it's just that feeling of those holidays are supposed to be about connection. And so it really, it does like amplify that, that feeling of loss. So, yeah. Right. So we want to give you guys some actual tools for the holidays, (laughs) some gentle reminders just to keep you (laughs) in balance and to keep your sanity going. This is also, I mean, we do have to still speak to, we're still in this global pandemic. Yeah. And there's still a lot going on in the news and the unknowns of like, you know, a new variant. What's this mean? Should we have community? Should we even see our family? Yeah. Some people are also getting sick right before they were to book to be with their family. So that can be challenging too. So again, the energy is extra chaotic this year because it's not just the holidays. It's the holidays on top of a full moon, on top of a retrograde, on top of a global pandemic. Yeah. I just saw a great, I'm going to share this meme that I saw, which was, it was a John Travolta in Greece. So he's like sitting next to Sandy and they're driving in the car and it's like, going into the end of 2019 and then the one below is him in oh now i just lost the name of it uh, with uma thurman oh it's gone hold on. i can see the cover but if you know it it's john travolta and he's like a hitman and so is uma pulp fiction there we go oh. so it's john travolta and uma thurman and they're like beat up driving in the car and it's like <laughs> heading into the end of 2022 <laughs> and i'm like yeah that's exactly it because even if you've managed to Day feeling pretty even keel and like you're not watching a lot of news it is still a huge part of our lives because you cannot avoid talking about it you can't avoid that like things are different things are different and it does feel heavier and I think everybody thought okay at the end of 2020 2021 is going to be great and then yeah, now we you're were just taking two weeks to shorten the curve just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you're later <laughs> and then now we're heading into another year and you're like oh my gosh is this going to be like 2021 where we thought we were headed out and it's just going to keep getting worse I just don't know what I should expect to feel um but I will say if you are interested or like follow astrology at all all the astrologers had said like hey buckle up the next year's just as bad and i don't know i haven't checked in on this year and maybe i don't want to know i haven't either i would like to avoid this one you know if it's, i would rather it hit me in the face i don't want to be prepared i don't want to know uh. but yeah it's all just very very heavy and i think with the chaos and one of the things with the full moon was also like to be playful so we have to find ways to laugh to play to find joy in the mix of all this heavy emotion, these heavy thoughts, these heavy feelings of like, what is Christmas like? What is next year like? What is this? Because of course, there's no way to really know. Right. But well, I guess enjoy, it's better. I absolutely agree. I think still, yeah, allowing yourself to find the good, even when things are heavy, that's mm-hmm. like playful, like something you can see it in children, like yeah. trauma will happen around a child, but their next instinct is to still go outside and play or to still laugh, Yeah, you know, to still explore. And so we need to bring in that childlike energy, even when things are heavy, 
So it's like, yes, this can be heavy, but I'm still going to go on my walk and I'm still going to look at the beautiful sunset. Yes, I have a lot of work to do, but I'm still going to take time and sit with my kids and laugh and make cookies. Like those are the things that we need to remember that it's not always about timelines, getting stuff done around the holidays. Even without COVID, a lot of people get sick or get colds (laughs) or the flu. That is lack of vitamin D. Um, Our health and our rest isn't always up to date. And then energetically, when you're fixated on time. So Christmas is a big one because it's like, you know, got to have Christmas dinner by the 25th. Have to have all my gifts wrapped. Make sure my orders are in by the 20th so that they get here for my family. So when you're fixated on dates and times like that, it naturally lowers your vibration. And so you are more likely to get sick or get a cold. Mix that with the cold weather, lack of vitamin D because it gets dark earlier. We're setting ourselves up to be sick. Well, and the other thing, the other thing that we're doing, which I noticed with myself, I eat pretty clean and healthy. And then this time here, I was like, my mom works at a school, and I cannot even tell you, like, thank you, everybody. But she came home with so many sweets, so many like beautiful like coffee cakes and these like pie cookies and macaroons and this and it's like all these things that you don't normally have but you're like it's the holidays I'll just have this and all that sugar in is not great for your body it is it's that like recipe to get sick so I'm just really trying to make sure I have at least one green juice a day just to offset you know if you're gonna it's okay to let yourself have a drink. (laughs) Yeah. Indulge, but just make sure you're not like throwing everything else out the window. Like take your vitamins, get your sleep. Cause I know people will stay up late and wrap and want to get things done, but listen to your body. Don't forget to listen into your body. Yeah. So tool number one, keep listening to your body. Rest when you need to rest. You can have a treat, but make sure you're still feeding yourself nutrients and vitamins. Um, you know, if you feel compelled to get outside and get some sunlight, even when it's cold, bundle up, but still go in the sun. We need that. Yeah, I think it's so important to switch up your environment when it feels heavy. Um, I was talking about this this week. I did just like a little Instagram uh, reset thing. And I it made me think about how much I need to switch up my environment because when I am stuck in doing a lot in my house, if I just go outside for five minutes, I have so much more energy to go back and do it. Or if I spray some essential oils and let myself get some of that grounding or like some uplifting orange or, you know, just something that just changes up the space, everything moves a little faster. And I think we forget that because we're like, no, I have to finish, but really just taking a step away actually makes you more productive. It does. That was great advice. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So next, let's talk about actually managing difficult people around the holidays or people that trigger us. So maybe they're not actually difficult in their world, but in your (laughs) world, they're a bad guy. So (laughs) how do we manage? Because it's hard. In-laws are hard. Um, You know, our children are hard because their routines are a little different. They're out of school for the next two weeks. How do we manage? What do we do? Well, one, you have to recognize when you're being triggered, right? So if your kids are home more and you're like, oh my gosh, I am being a yelling mom right now. And I don't like to be that yelling mom. Like, why is that happening? Have you taken any time for yourself? Like, have you stepped away? Because I think it's that pressure of wanting to make memories and do this. So we feel like we have to pour everything into with children. We have to pour everything into them that we forget to step back, right? So 
So recognizing that, like, it's okay to step back. They, I'm just going to tell you this. Think about your Christmases. Do you remember every single second of the day of your, your time off? You do not. So take a breather, go have an hour for yourself to work out or to, I don't know, take a nap. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Just whatever. sit outside and have a tea by yourself. Yeah. Whatever feels good. And then with family, it's, I'm just going to say it's probably family members, right? Your parents or your in-laws or your brother or sister. Or even your spouse. Maybe yes. the holidays, you know, make you recognize, geez, I do this all on my own to try to make it special for my kids. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe your spouse is so used to you doing that you need to ask for help set your expectations out loud with them and ask them to, you know, wrap a gift. Or if they usually come home and, you know, watch TV, it's like, well, let's take some time together and wrap gifts or you can do the dishes tonight so I can wrap. So it takes some of the load off of you. Um, But don't expect your spouse to assume what you need. (laughs) I mean, you know, maybe you can assume what they need, but it doesn't mean that they can do that for you. And I think an important part with children too, so many parents are actually trying to heal their inner child through yeah. projecting their inner child's needs on their own children. So an example of this is like, my mom's always really, really liked Christmas lights. And she says now like, no, I didn't like Christmas lights. I was trying to make it special for you guys. <laughs> Me and my brother could care less about Christmas lights now. Um, and it's, we saw our parents fight over who was going to hang up the Christmas lights every year. And my mom was trying to make it special for us. My dad didn't care. And my mom, I think it was a projection of what she would have wanted as a child. So I think it's important for us to ask. And I do this with Grayson. I'm like, do you want to go see the lights here? Uh, I'll show him pictures of like Enchant was a big thing in Las Vegas this year. Mm -hmm. So I showed him pictures of other people there. I'm like, is this something you want to do? And if he says yes, great, we'll go. But there are things that I've learned like ice skating. I love ice skating. So I always book us to go ice skating. The child hates ice skating. So it's more (laughs) trouble than it's worth. I don't like it that much to fight with him about it to where I realize like, oh, I need to ask my child what he likes so that I don't think I'm planning all these fun things. And then he's ungrateful. (laughs) It's not that he's ungrateful. He just doesn't like it. He didn't ask to go ice skating and I'm over here trying to force him to ice skate. (laughs) So You could do ice skating as a date night instead of a kid night. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, it's just checking in with yourself with what your expectations and needs are and were as a child and then checking in with your own children and asking what do you want to do this holiday season do you like this are we doing this because we've always done it but every time we get there none of us feel joy yeah and is it more trouble than it's worth or are we doing it because our whole family genuinely gets joy out of it like take an evaluation i think that is huge because we there's a lot of like I don't know, value placed on tradition. And sometimes the tradition needs to go. Like we move and we change. Yeah, it's okay. And it doesn't mean that you've, I don't know, lost some part of your family or this because you decide that hanging Christmas lights isn't important or, you know, going to look at lights. If, If I like have an idea that, I always joke that I have a lot of ideas about what I want to do in my day and it's taken me time. But now, like if I've had an idea that at the end of the day, after we do X, Y, Z, we're going to go drive around and look at lights. But then as we start to drive around and look at lights, I realize everyone's tired and they're fighting with each other. I'm going to squash that and I'm going to go home and take everyone to bed because it's just going to, it's going to be an unhappy memory and it's going to be me yelling at everyone. And that doesn't feel good. Right. So So what you did there is you, you 
reevaluated and allowed things to change. I think so many of us get fixated on our expectation, yes. release these expectations. Yeah. And I think especially this time of year, it's heightened. It's like we've been talking about it. It is. It's just, you feel like, and there's so much, like you said, you saw everyone going to Enchant. It's like, you see that and you're like, I need to be doing that. I'm a terrible mom if I don't go there. Right. I haven't gotten yet, by the way, it's on my tentative plans, but I also am at the point that I'm like, if we don't make it there, like my kids aren't like, I need to go to Enchant Mom. It's like, I think it would be cool to go. I think they would have fun, but they're not going to be like, whereas they've asked me to do the Polar Express 42 times. So next year, that needs to <laughs> go on my priority list <laughs> and stop thinking about what I want it to be. Start thinking about what they want it to be. So I love that advice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that it's, it's hard because all of us, there's a lot of pressure, especially with social media, to be the best parent, to do all the things. And sometimes your kids don't want to do all the things. They're tired too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really have to remember that because I can keep going a lot of times. And that's because I didn't learn to check in with myself as a kid. And my kids, I've taught them. So they're much better about being like, hey, I'm tired. I just want to go home. Like, I love when Lennon will look at me and just say, mom, I'm tired. And I'm like, oh, Okay. The fact that she can recognize and identify. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what that feels like. That's great. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Grayson's is a little less obvious. After Friday after school, he was like, I want to spend the next two days in pajamas. I want pajama day for two days. And that's him recognizing, I don't want to do anything. I want to stay home. I and that. I can honor that. I'm like, you know what? I want to stay home too. Like, <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'd like to be in pajamas for two days as well. So yeah, listen to your kids. I mean, they probably have some good ideas and we can learn from them. Yeah, exactly. Instead of pushing on what we need. Um, um, but then let's talk about particularly challenging family members. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think one of the first things to notice is when we go into our childhood home or surround ourselves with uh, family friends from the past, is noticing when you're being triggered, is it something that's old or something that's current, right? So if you go in and you're like, see, I knew this was going to happen. They always do this. They always do this to me, but it's actually something you've worked through. You don't have to let yourself go that far into it. Does that make sense? Right. Well, if you set that expectation that they always do this, they always ruin Christmas, it doesn't matter what they do. They can come in and say the sky's blue and you're going to be like, see, they want to argue about the color of the sky because <laughs> that is where your focus is. Yeah. But if you allow them, if you're going to spend time with them and your boundary isn't that you just cut them off, then allow them the space to be different. Allow them to show you a new side. It doesn't have to be traumatic or something you take personally. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be that they're going to act like that, do that. You are allowed to let them have more space. Um, and so I would suggest before you go to see this person, give yourself some time to breathe, like sit outside, take a couple of big deep breaths, say a prayer, ask yourself to uh, not take in anything that isn't yours and to just come in with an open heart and not come in with already feeling like this person is attacking you. Yeah. So by taking the time to check in with yourself, you get your energy ready to interact with other people. And that way you're 
more prepared to be with that person and to not come in kind of already with guns blazing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or super guarded. Yes. Like, have you ever, like, <laughs> you think the other person's aggressive, but you realize by going in there and already feeling on defense that <laughs> you're the aggressor. Yeah. <laughs> now you're already like, you know, waiting for something to happen. So you're jumping down people's throats or you're being super resistant. I find like something that I do is I tend to overcome. So mm-hmm. I will be so even keel that it like bothers people sometimes <laughs> because I am trying to make sure that they don't rise up. So I stay down here, but that actually triggers them more. So it's something I've oh, noticed wow. about myself. And yeah, I mean, maybe I've noticed it. Maybe people have pointed it out to me. I don't know, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it's almost like I have to give them enough space to have a little more, be able to be out a little more so I can be a little more up and I can tell them like, Hey, okay, you're doing the thing so that I actually, instead of just pretending like it doesn't bother me or like trying to keep my temperature. So even so they, it actually makes them go up further. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So anyway, just, you know, noticing things about yourself, what you're bringing into the relationship or the situation as well is really important. Self-awareness is such a great gift. (laughs) It really is. It's great. And then sometimes it's infuriating, but it's mostly it's great. But it's true. Yeah. Recognize how you feel around certain people, how you act around certain people. Mm -hmm. Because I find that too. There, especially in your healing journey, you might feel like you, you know, act really great and calm and you're not anxious around maybe your group of friends at home. But it's your mom or dad that triggers your anxiety or triggers the yeller in you. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're yelling. Well, is it really mom or dad's fault or is there something you can work on there? Yeah. And that's why I like your, you know, is this present past or past? Because maybe you're yelling because as a teenager, you never felt heard or you always felt like mom was judging you or wanted to be somebody else. But now that you're 30 or 40, your mom actually accepts who you are, but your inner teenager is still (laughs) hurt. And that's why you're yelling at mom. Oh, totally. And there's so, there's so many examples of this, right? Like you can think about, if you think about who you were in the past, it's much easier to notice the things that you're getting triggered on and going like, oh, that's because of that time or that's because of this. And I don't need to play that game anymore. Right. And then realize, especially with our parents, most of what our parents are doing are either asking for love. So like calling to be loved or trying to show you they love you. So if they're like, Hey, how much money did you make this year? You know, it might feel inappropriate. They're trying to say, I love you. I hope your financial needs are met. Yeah. If they're saying, oh my God, I just feel like I couldn't make all this dinner and my back's more sore than it normally is. And, you know, maybe they're being a whiner. They're asking you to love them. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I think I had four different people this week ask me a question about why their parents won't listen to their advice. And I, I love this question. And of course it's like, can be very triggering. You're like, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to, to tell you how you can make yourself better. And you're not listening to me. Right. So what's really happening is it's not that your parent doesn't want to listen to you. I think number one, our parents are people too. And the more that you understand that, and the more that you understand that they're just coming into any situation, the same way we are, we're doing the best we can on that day with the energy that's happening within us, what we've dealt with already. And also all those like past wounds, right? Mm-hmm. So your parents might not be listening to you because they feel like you 
are still a child. Like it is so, especially being a parent, I'm sure you feel the same. Like I really see how parents are like, but you're still this small person. I know you're an adult logically, but like when I look at you and in my heart, I feel like I need to protect you and I need to do this. So it's not very easy for them to just go, oh, you know better than me. Okay. And it's a lot of conversations to get there and they're not doing it to try to hurt you. I think they're just doing it to try to make sure that they can still take care of you. Yeah. And what I think is funny about that is that if they don't treat you like an adult, you're more likely to get triggered and act out in the way you would have when you were a child. And so then it reiterates them not seeing you as an adult. Exactly. It like perpetuates the cycle. (laughs) So getting through that is having more and more conversations, keeping your cool, breathing through it, not automatically assuming they're trying to hurt or ignore you. Yes, exactly. It's like just taking a step away and understanding that it's coming from it's really is coming from a place of love, even though they're not listening to what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I've had actually this question this week a lot where people need have stored emotional pain from childhood or even maybe early relationships. And so now they're married and they maybe hate like their in-laws or one in-law. Okay. And I was actually having this conversation earlier this week because she was talking about all the things he does, her in-law and then she was like and then I was like well to you and she was like no and I was like do you have to does he live here do you have to talk to him no but she's she's chronically mad at him and I said sweetie we need to look at everything that happened in childhood that you're angry at (laughs) and you projecting your anger at your father-in-law is literally you just having a safe place to put all the anger you've had since you were five yeah and it's not you that feels like you need defense from him but you're projecting it onto your spouse because you feel like your inner child has unmet needs. So now you're worried about your spouse because it feels safer to protect him than to defend your inner child and work through all the stuff that you're actually angry at. And it was like a huge epiphany, but most of us have this, we need an easy bad guy. So it's easy to be like, Oh, my stepmom's the worst. And she's done this, this, and this. Yeah. Mm, Maybe we could look at her in a new light and see that you just need somebody to be be mad at. And it's too painful to acknowledge the pain your dad put you through or your mom. So we've just projected it onto our stepmom. Yeah. That's so good. It's so good because it's, it is just a natural thing for us to do is to like, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to move it here because I don't want to actually deal with it over here. So yeah, it all comes back to that awareness. Like where, where is this actually coming from? Like, well, yeah. If you are really, really triggered by somebody and really don't like them, explore your own anger a little bit. Maybe free write. <laughs> free write's a good for this, but like write down what am I angry at? And then just whatever comes up, write it down and see like, oh my God, did I consciously feel this way? Did I know I was holding this in? Yeah. And you can start to work through some of those triggers. And then suddenly, you know, your stepmom's not that bad. She's just another human that loves your dad. <laughs> so maybe you should let your dad be loved. <laughs> Yeah, it is. There's there's so much we can do when we start to explore like where these feelings are coming from. Um, I think another thing that I would like to touch on with this Christmas and holiday stuff is the feeling, one like feeling of needing to buy and then the other feeling of feeling like you don't want to buy because you don't want to overconsume. And I think this plays in for a lot of people if you're trying to be more conscious or, you know, I, I know some people like don't use wrapping paper, they'll use fabric and there's so many different things that you can do, but then you have feel this like social pressure to 
give a bunch of gifts and how to, I don't know, find peace with what feels right for you. So I'm curious. I love this on that. (laughs) Um, So for me, and I catch myself consciously doing this all the time, weighing Grayson's Christmas list. And when I'm like shopping and I'm in Target or in a store, I look at the packaging and I'm like, they used a lot of unnecessary plastic on this, or I know he's not actually going to play with this and we're going to throw it away or, you know, it's going to end up in a landfill sooner than later. Cause I think a lot of people are like, I just need stocking stuffers. And you're just looking for things to fill the stocking. I'm very conscious of, is this going to be junk? (laughs) And what is it wrapped in? And, but I've even explained that to him when we're at the store and we grab something or like he wants something. I'm like, well, let's look at that packaging. Do we want to spend our dollar on packaging like that? Because then we're supporting it. And so it's a teaching lesson for him. So he doesn't just feel like I'm always saying no, no. to plastic things. And yeah. it's hard because a lot of, especially toys are so overly wrapped in plastic. So, I mean, I think there's a fine line. If he really, really wants something and I see value and I know he's going to use it, I'm a little more lenient on the plastic. But if it's like, you just casually want this because we're here or you <laughs> saw it in the Amazon, you know, um, wish list thing. <laughs> yeah. But, magazine that they're all pouring through. Yeah. So I, I weigh packaging. Um, when I'm buying for, you know, friends or family, uh, our family does a secret Santa. So we just pick one person, which is nice. Cause then you don't have to overbuy for everyone. You have yeah. a budget, you get their list of what they want. I try to stick to the list. So I'm not overbuying because I do have a tendency to people please and want to buy more, but that gets you in trouble too. Cause then it's like, are they even going to use it? Yeah. Or need it. So for me, it's checking my people pleasing and knowing that what they ask for is enough and that's okay. Yeah. I think I, I also look at packaging and I think that's a great one. And I do a lot of like, are they going to use this? And one thing that I do, and I already mentioned, I'm cleaning out a room. I will try to clean out our toys before I start Christmas shopping, because it reminds me of the things that I may have. Cause I love giving gifts and we always did a big Christmas growing up and uh house. And I come from different sides with this. Like he, I had a thousand presents and he didn't have as many. And so I have to, it's really nice. Cause it's like that system of like checks and balances. Like I'm like, let's get this. And he's like, why? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Hold on. Let me think about that for a second. So, but I find that going through like inventory of our things and noticing, I'm like, Oh, I got this last year. And they played with this once. Like I'm not going to buy as much stuff then. And I try to do more experiences. I try to like do things that we're doing together. Um, And we talked about this a lot this year because uh, the kids wanted to go to Disneyland. And I was like, well, yeah, I would love to go to Disneyland, but let's think about it. Like, do you want to go to Disneyland more than you want a lot of Christmas presents? And they all were like, yes. So I, I know like me wanting to buy more presents. That's actually for me, not for them, because it was like, without a doubt, without question, they had like three things on their list. I mean, granted the older girls, it's like a freaking iPad and a computer at this point. I'm like, when did this happen? (laughs) But every part of me would like to go by, especially this week, I get this like weird panicky thing. I'm sure I'm not the only one where I'm like, I need to go buy more presents. I don't think I have enough. I don't do my kids. Are my kids going to feel loved? And my mom, her love language is, is gift giving. So I know a lot of it is like me feeling like I knew that she loved me as a kid because she was giving me gifts and that's how she, and I'm like, do my kids know that I love them if I'm not giving them a bunch of stuff? So I really have to like play with that, that energy. And, um, 
I try, I really try to give gifts that I think people will use. And I try to buy from smaller shops for like friends and family members. I'm like, okay, if I'm giving, if I'm buying a candle, like I'll try to get it from somewhere local rather than just shopping on Amazon, which I mean, I also, it's, I'm not perfect. Like let's let's be real. There was a lot of target purchases. I know same, but I love that what you just said, because it allows you to have a little grace for yourself. So try to do the things, you know, try to get the less packaging or try to shop small, but, and if you don't, it's okay. Give yourself some grace because there is something to be said about, you know, we're over here also trying to tell you to reduce stress. So if going to target (laughs) is the least stressful factor or, you know, ordering on Amazon, then do it, but give yourself some grace. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Another good tip I think is, Things that you realize you use a lot or that you really love, those are good gift ideas. Like think about what you use or what you like receiving as a gift instead of just buying. Yes. And then you can, that also, I don't know, just helps you make smarter choices. Yeah. I try to always give gifts of things that I've gotten that I'm like, I love this and I use it all the time. And maybe the person isn't going to love it and use it all the time, but at least I know that I'm giving something that has been useful for me and it has more likelihood than if I'm just in a store like, well, this, this thing, let's go. (laughs) I agree with that. Yeah. Cause I have, I, some of my favorite things, maybe they're a little more expensive on the back end. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I use them all the time and it's so worth it. So I like sharing that with friends too. You actually always give me this idea, but like our clean beauty products, Mm -hmm. Kristen and I are big clean beauty product fans (laughs) and we always like to share with each other what we find. And I love giving that as a gift to people too. Cause I'm like, look at this wonderful thing that is also good for your skin and you're going to use it all the time. Yeah. So. It's going to make you feel pretty and it's clean. And usually the packaging is pretty great on it. So yeah. it's like a win, win, win. So yeah. Yeah. So share those things with your friends. I'm sorry. My dogs are going crazy right now. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. So sharing those things, noticing, um, just noticing the patterns of like, if you're buying because you feel like you need to, if you're buying because you're in the store and you're like, because I also notice I do this. Like if I go in to a store right now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything. And know that they're setting it up. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that's so maybe the make, job. Well, good advice would be like, make a list before you go in, balance your masculine and feminine energy. So use your masculine energy to make a list and then, you know, try to stick to the list. Yeah. Try. It'll help. <laughs> good luck because those marketers are great at what they do. <laughs> so good. They're so good. Uh, but yeah. And the other things like books, I always feel like are, are um, great gifts and just, I don't know. Yeah. Thinking about something that's going to be useful or something that could be passed on. Like I like to give a book because, you know, you could read the book, but then you could also like hand it off to somebody else. And I, I like that. Great shares. I love that too. So Yeah. Um, well, do you want to go into our journal prompts? We have some pretty good ones. This yes, year. let's <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, closing out closing out the year with some journal prompts. So um, we're just going to take a look at this time, and feel free to bring this into your whole year as well. You know, like these will work in multiple multiple uh, facets. So you can start with just this week, or you can start with the holidays, and then you can move them into the whole year and try to think about what you want to leave behind, right? Um, So the first one is, where do you feel like you've lost control? 
So maybe it's going into the store and feeling like you've lost control of the list that you had. (laughs) Maybe it's with your family. Um, Maybe it's in your home and all this stuff in your hallway. I don't know. Just me. But just taking a look at that. And then the next part is, are there certain people in your life who can bring these feelings up for you? That's a good one. Yeah. And then, you know, piggybacking off of that, just looking at, at the why, like digging in with the why. Um, and then the next question is, how can you offer them kindness and empathy while still honoring your boundaries? Because we're not asking you to go in and just be kind and then like let go of everything that you hold true for yourself. And it's important to remember those boundaries, especially if you've been working on not people-pleasing. Yeah. (laughs) For us. Uh, And then lastly, what can you do this week or maybe translate this into this coming year to create space for yourself? Yeah. So work with those. We're excited to hear from you guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All the good things. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you and for listening. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, we do have a retreat coming up. So at the end of January, we are going to Joshua Tree and it is going to be magic. Um, it's going to be a retreat that's all about, you know, bringing in this new energy of the new year and what you what you want from it, what you want to leave behind. And it's going to be a great group. We have a couple of people who are signed up, a couple of people who I know are interested and I just feel like it's going to be really amazing. So don't wait because there's not a million spaces. We want to keep these intimate and small so that we can feel that connection. Yes, exactly. So we look forward to hearing from you guys and seeing you there. Yes. All right. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Balance Chaos Podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us each week. Please help us out by subscribing to the show, sharing with friends, and leaving us reviews. You can also follow us on Instagram. We can communicate with you there. Our Instagram handle is at balancechaoslv. Reach out and we'll write back. Bye. 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 Bye.